Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block, allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25, and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router, and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device, and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now, on with the show.
What's good, boys and girls? Two Footed Podcast on Monday, the 30th of January. Only two days left in this godforsaken month, and we're on to February. Only two days left in this transfer window as well, and things are really starting to get mental. Uh, We will talk about that after the break, but we're going to do the FA Cup first. We had a whole bunch of games, 15 of them so far, one to come tonight. Let's get in. We have Manchester City 1, Arsenal 0 on Friday night. A bit of a snooze fest, really. Nathan Aki with the only goal on 64 minutes. It felt like both teams played well within themselves, as if they didn't want to give anything away, as if Guardiola and Arteta don't know each other implicitly. Both teams rested players. Both teams tried some new things. For City, it was a bizarre formation. For Arsenal, it was Fabio Vieira. Um, All things considered, City deserved the win, but Arsenal will take some heart from that as well. Walsall nil, Leicester City won. Leicester fairly dominant in this game and should have had a couple more goals. But Kelechi Iheanacho scores on 68 to send them through. Accrington Stanley won, Leeds 3. This was a really good game. This was a really exciting game. Aki fully went for Leeds. But Jack Harrison, Junior Firpo and Luis Sinistera gave Leeds a 3-0 lead. Leslie Adekoyo, Adekoya, Adekoya, with the consolation for Aki, but at least it's a bit of pride. Sheffield Wednesday won, Fleetwood Town won. Promise Omacheri scored on 52 minutes to put Fleetwood one up, but a Josh Earl own goal on 71 equalised, and that one goes to replay. Blackburn 2, Birmingham 2. Rita Kadra. Scores on three minutes to put Birmingham one up. Bradley Dack and then Joe Rankin Costello put Blackburn 2-1 up. But then Jordan James scores in the 91st minute to secure a replay for Birmingham. Southampton 2, Blackpool 1. Roman Perot scores twice, 22 minutes, 62 minutes to give Southampton the lead. But Charlie Patino gets one back from Blackpool and set up a pretty decent end to the game. But Saints hold on and on they go. Ipswich nil, Burnley nil. This was about as good a nil-nil as you're likely to see. It was a decent game. Replay in that one. Bristol City 3, West Brom nil. Sam Bell, the excellent Alex Scott, who is definitely going to be a Premier League player next season. And Bell again, giving Bristol a 3-0 victory that they fully deserved. Luton 2, Grimsby 2. Gavin Houlihan scores to put Grimsby 1 up on 43 minutes. Elijah Adebayo equalises on 49 minutes. 43-49. Jordan Clark puts Luton 2-1 up on 66. But Harry Clifton equalised a minute later to make it 2-2 and give Grimsby a replay. Fulham 1, Sunderland 1. Jack Clark on loan from Spurs, or they're permanently from Spurs? I can't remember. I think he's there permanently now, isn't he? I think they bought him from Spurs, having had him on loan last season. Anyway, former Leeds youth player, really talented, had a bad old time of it when he went to Spurs and then went back to Leeds on loan and Bielsa stopped using him and his career sort of stagnated, nosedived, whatever way you want to look at it. But going to Sunderland has been great for him. And it's interesting, they've got Patrick Roberts there as well. 
who was also a super highly touted young player, moved from Fulham to Manchester City, and City just messed his career up. And Ahmed Diallo's there on loan, who United paid £36 for, and have since bought Anthony instead of, and loaned him out here. He was excellent. Um, But Sunderland won, Fulham won, Jack Clark puts them one up, Tom Kearney equalises for Fulham, replay, we go. Preston nil, Tottenham three, Sun Young Min gets two goals, maybe, maybe a flashlight moment for him, maybe we start to see him return to his best form. Uh, Dan Juma gets a debut goal in 87 minutes to wrap things up. Manchester United 3, Reading 0, Casemiro twice, and Fred making it 3 just after Andy Carroll had been sent off. For, I assume just being Andy Carroll. And Amadou Salif Mabenga with a consolation goal for Reading. Brighton 2, Liverpool 1. Lewis, uh, sorry, Harvey Eddy puts Liverpool 1 up. Lewis Dunk scores a goal he knows nothing about to equalise on 39 minutes. And Matoma with a great piece of skill on 92 minutes to make Joe Gomez look silly and make Liverpool unhappy. Brighton are through and deservedly so. Stoke 3, Stevenage 1. Jacob Brown made it 1-0 on 3 minutes. Jamie Reid equalised on 70. Josh Laurent and Lewis Baker wrapped it up for Stoke on the go. The game of the weekend, Reading 3, Sheffield United 3. Ollie McBurney puts re- puts the Blades one up on two minutes. Wrexham fire back in the second half. James Jones on 50 and Thomas O'Connor on 61. Ollie Norwood scores on 65 to make it 2-2. Paul Mullen scores on 86 minutes. After Daniel Jebison had been sent off on 71 minutes, reducing the Blades to 10 men, Mullen scores on 86 and it looks like we're going to have a big shock on our hands. But John Egan, uh, John Egan equalizes in the 95th minute to send that one to replay. Great moment before the game when Paul Mullen uh, walks out with his son, who's recently been diagnosed with autism and has headphones on for, you know, sensory. And Mullen walks out wearing headphones as well and showing real support for his kid. Uh, I thought that was a lovely moment. So, um, unfortunate for Wrexham that they couldn't get the win, but it was a really good game of football. And then we've got Derby versus West Ham United tonight. We obviously have replays to play. Those games, one of them is tomorrow night. That is Blackburn away to Birmingham. That's tomorrow night. And then next Tuesday... The 7th, Grimsby home to Luton, Fleetwood home to Sheffield Wednesday, Burnley home to Ipswich, Sheffield United home to Wrexham, Sunderland home to Fulham. So we will know after that who is playing who uh, or what teams have progressed. We will know tonight... what the draw is. We'll know tonight what the draw is for the fifth round. Uh, I assume after the, the Derby-West Ham game. 
I assume then that's when the draw will be done. And we will know. It's shaping up to be a pretty good competition. And there's plenty of lower league teams still in it, which I really like. You've got either Wrexham or Sheffield United, Ipswich or Burnley, Luton or Grimsby, potentially Derby, Stoke, Blackburn or Birmingham, Sheffield Wednesday or Fleetwood, Bristol City, potentially Sunderland. So lots of good um, lower league action going on within the FA Cup, which I like to see. Uh, Guy's informing me that the draw is to be made on the one show. Um, So that's, I believe, broadcast at 7 p.m. tonight. So it's before the, uh, the game then. Well, there we go then. Uh, right, we're going to take a break early because uh, when we come back, we have loads and loads of transfer stuff to get into and I'm going to be very judgmental about a, a couple of deals. See you in a minute. Right, welcome back. So, lots and lots of transfer stuff to catch up with. Let's start off with an exclusive from David Ornstein that Manchester City have agreed to loan Zhao Kinsale to Bayern Munich. Loan with an option to buy. The buy option apparently is about 70 million euro, which is very high for a 28-year-old. But that is a big surprise. Now, he's been out of the team of late. And I think one of the reasons they're looking at doing this is that young Rico Lewis has come in at right back and played so well. And he's doing the Canseo role, except he's doing it from right back. So with him at right back, you have to play a more defensive left back. And in this case, it's Nathan Aki. So rather than having the defensive right back in Kyle Walker and the attacking left back or the playmaking left back in Kinsale, they've now switched it round. Now, I'm not sure that's a smart move midway through a season that you're chasing the league title, but Lewis is really, really promising. Like really, really promising. And if they can get Kinsale... If he's, if he's problematic, if they can get him out of the place, then I suppose, fair enough. I wouldn't have done it mid-season, but I think it's a good get for Bayern. It's a very good get for Bayern. Manchester United are set to sign Gabriel Bianchieri from Cardiff, 16-year-old Wales Youth International, apparently a top prospect. Everton have made a verbal offer for Camaldine Sulemana. Ren are seeking around 30 million euro. He wants to leave. Southampton are also in for him. They're also keen. 
Sulemana under Dyche is just not something I want to see. He's super talented. I just think Sean Dyche is the wrong manager for him. But he is immensely gifted. And you put him and Onana as kind of two building blocks for the long term, with along with the likes of Patterson and, and that that are good young players. It does make sense for Everton if they stay up. Uh, Chelsea are back in talks for Enzo Fernandez. It's all about payment terms, really. I think Benfica pretty much want the whole, the whole lump sum. I don't think Chelsea can afford to do that. So we'll wait and see how it works, how it happens. Um, but remember, there's also a tax implication here, where it's not just 105 million. There's also a huge tax to go on top of the tax bill to go on top of that which will factor into their FFP. So I'm not really sure how this will work out. We'll wait and see, though. There's just nothing we can do other than wait and see. Uh, It looks like Pedro Porro's move from Sporting Lisbon to Tottenham is off. Sporting have reneged on terms of the proposed deal. 23-year-old is believed to be distraught, and he was told he could leave. And now it looks like Sporting have gone back on the word. We'll wait and see if the ending shakes out there. Arsenal have submitted a second bid for Moises Caicedo. This one was also rejected without consideration. Which tells me a couple of things. Number one, Brighton are not going to sell him unless somebody absolutely blows them away with an offer. And number two... Arsenal have probably pissed off Tony Bloom to the point where they might not be able to do business with Brighton for a while. Now, they may well go back in with a third bid, but it would seem like they're wasting their time. It would seem like they're wasting their time. That's all that Ornstein has from us. So we'll move to the BBC website. And the first one that catches my eye here is that and a first name that I have tried multiple times, Naharu, I think it's Naharu, Ahamada, Stuttgart midfielder, um, super, super talented young French midfielder, is having a medical at Crystal Palace before finalising a £10 million move. He is a big-time talent, and him and Dukure in midfield together could be could be really, really good. I think this is very clever business. Now, I'm surprised they've waited so long to make a move in the market. Maybe they're, they were worried that somebody else might jump in and try and gazump them on this one. But I think this is a really good move for a very, very talented midfielder. Predominantly, he's more of a defensive midfielder, but he does have that box-to-box element to his game. Rangy type of player, good ball winner. I think it's a clever move. I do. I think it's a big upside move. Put him and Dukure with Olise one side and Eze the other, all of a sudden you're going to have a really exciting midfield if you can keep those players at your club. And I said before, they're getting really close to having an excellent team that they can all be really excited about. They need a right back. 
I like Anderson. I like Guahi. I like Mitchell. The goalkeeping situation would concern me. I'd like a goalkeeper. Zaha and either Eduard or Mateta up front is is again really good. The question would be, can they keep Wilf? Because if not, they'll have to replace him as well. But then can they keep the others? Will they get a big offer from Olise, for Elise? Will they get an offer from Fereze? Will those players push to go? If not, Palace could be a lot of fun next season. But that's a really good move for them. And a really good price as well. Uh, Weston McKenney is joining Leeds United on loan with an option to buy. I believe the option fee is in around thirty million. Um, he'd be the third signing of the window. They also brought in Max Wober and Jorginho Rutter from Hoffenheim. Um, this is a good deal. I, I really do think this is a good deal. I think you put him in midfield with. Adams or with Rocha or with both of them, and you're gonna have you're gonna have a really strong middle of the park. And that's been an issue for Leeds since they've come up. They had Phillips and nobody else really in there with them. Now I think they're gonna be in, in much better shape. Um they've improved all three lines of their team in this window. I think that's that's admirable. Now it does look like Diego Loriente is leaving to go on loan to Roma. I don't like that move. For Leeds. I really don't like that move for Leeds. Because Robin Cock is is injury prone. I think you needed to keep Lorente. Now I know you've got Struyak who can play in the middle as well, but for me, Liam Cooper was the one that you need to move on. Um Lorente, I'm sure, was probably pushing to go and play more often. But still, I think I don't I don't like that move for them. John Joe Shelby is having a medical at Nottingham Forest ahead of a move in this window, a permanent move. Eddie Howard said he definitely wanted to keep him and that he rated him very highly, but it looks like this move is going to happen and Shelby will join in a contract until 2025. Now, I don't think Shelby gets in the Forest team. I think Froiler's better. I think Danilo's better. I think Mangala's better. So it's a bit of an odd move. They're also apparently looking to bring in Felipe from Atletico Madrid. He's just not good. So I'm not overly enthused by these couple of moves by Nottingham Forest. Uh, Anthony Gordon has completed his transfer to Newcastle. 40 million plus five in add-ons. Um... Uh, I think that's a massive overpay. A massive overpay. I mean, he's got 10 goal contributions in his career for Everton. He's also got 10 yellow cards, most of which are for diving. Like, when you think Anthony Gordon, the primary thing that I think of is he's a diver. He's a very limited player. He's got good pace. But he's a diver. And he's never shown anything to suggest he's a top-end player. And I think the way he's behaved is absolutely disgraceful. He's a local lad who came through the Everton Academy. And 
this is how he repays them. Running away in the middle of a relegation battle. Refusing to train. Refusing to play. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. He's a young player. Maybe he's badly advised. And maybe... Maybe it all works out. But I think that's really, really poor. Uh, Another move in terms of Nottingham Forest. Harry Tofolo, the young left back, is on his way to Anderlecht. I don't know if he's not not that young. He's 27. (laughs) Uh, He's on his way to Anderlecht. He was bought, you'll remember, as short-term cover because Omar Richards got injured. And um, it never seemed likely that he would stay there long term. He looked a little bit out of his depth at the Premier League level, but Anderlecht is a good move for him. It also looked like Lewis O'Brien was set to go on loan to West Brom, but that may have changed. It looks like Forrest are unsure whether they want to loan him out. So we'll wait and see what happens there. It would be a great get for West Brom to bring in Lewis O'Brien, who's a proven quantity at the championship level. And Forrest were one of the teams that tried quite or West Brom were one of the teams that tried to get him before Forrest managed to. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think that could be a good move for all parties. Uh, Burnley have loaned CJ Egan Riley to Hibernian. He had joined on a permanent deal from Man City in the summer. Uh, It hasn't really worked out for me. hasn't had many opportunities. They've also loaned out young McNally, the Irish centre-back they brought in from Oxford, to Coventry, where he made an impressive start to life. Um, Malo Gusto has completed a permanent move to Chelsea. From a Chelsea point of view, this is a great signing because this is one of the best young right-backs in world football. From a Malo Gusto point of view, this is a bad move. Uh, you're not going to... Like, Reese James is going to be the right back for Chelsea. Now, I would... I know James can play in midfield, but given how injury-prone he is, I do think playing in midfield would be too much strain on his on his body. Like, I know he goes up and down as a right back, but it's less intensive as a right back than it would be in midfield. So for Gusto, I just don't think it's the right move. Now, he's, he'll stay at Leon and join in the summer. Uh, Leon have also agreed a deal for Tete, who is now joining Leicester. So Leicester City, who are screaming out, screaming out for a centre-back, have brought in Tete on loan. It's a winger. And... The young left back they brought in, and and no look at a centre back at all. Strange carry on from Brendan uh, and his um, his staff there. Antoine Semenyo completed his move to Bournemouth. That one is done, and that's about all that's of interest. Joe Gelhart went on loan to Sunderland. I do like that one for all parties. Kian Hoiver has joined Stoke on loan. That's not a bad move. He gets his act together. There's a really talented footballer there. 
Charlie Savage has joined Forest Green. That's Robbie Savage's son. He's gone on loan. Cody Dramas completed a loan move to Luton. Let's see. Let's see what else there is. What has John Percy got for us on this Monday? Probably not much because Percy only tends to tweet um, every so often. Uh, Shelby. This is a piece on Paul Warren, the Derby manager. Piece on Hoiver. Wolves set to complete the 17 million euro signing of Joe Gomes from Flamengo. He's a, a massive talent. Massively talented young player who will give them another quality body in midfield. Brian Hill is leaving Spurs on loan to go back to Sevilla, who Spurs bought him from. No buy option. It seems strange because he just started getting some opportunities and was starting to show what he could do. But they did bring in Dan Juma, so minutes-wise, there's probably not a whole lot there from him. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen apparently trying to sign Felipe from Atletico Madrid. Uh, you wouldn't mind too much if you were Forrest because he's not very good. Forrest are trying to sign Taylor Navas, which I think makes sense given the injury to Dean Henderson. And Sasa Lukic looks like he is on his way to Fulham. 10 million euro. He's a quality player. Quality player. He's moving from Torino. Torino have signed Ivan Illich from Verona, former Man City player. Torino might end up with the better player, but Lukic for now is a good buy. Fulham are also looking at Sander Burge from Sheffield United. So we'll see if that one goes through. And it looks like young Ivan Fresneda or Ivan Fresneda, the young right back for Valladolid, he is going to stay put until the summer. It looked like he was going to go to Dortmund. That's now kind of gone quiet. Arsenal, I think of switched focus to Caicedo and put all their money into that basket. I wonder if that's their summer, some of their summer budget as well. Um, because obviously they went for Mudrick. They couldn't afford to pay the big upfront payment on Mudrick. So their deal was more staggered than Chelsea's. It was the same figures, but it was over a longer period of time. Then they went and they signed two players from that money. So I'm guessing they're digging into the summer budget. Uh, Bournemouth are trying to sign Hamid Junior Traore who's actually I think the brother of Ahmed Diallo um, he's a very good player but again I don't really understand the plan at Bournemouth you desperately need to sort your defence out and your entire focus is on attacking midfielders and wingers so unless you're going to try and score your way to stability and safety that just doesn't seem like the smartest thing to do but have at it at least they'll be fun to watch they haven't been a whole lot of fun to watch this season but 
you know, they will be fun if they get these deals done. Poor Nico, Nico Jackson, it looks like that deal's falling apart because of a hamstring issue. You'd wonder if Southampton might have another goal with him if they can't get um, Sulemana. Sulemana to Southampton, that's, that makes more sense than him going to Everton, even though they're in a worse position. Well, they're not in a worse position, level on points. But that makes more sense for him. He fits better with what they're doing and the group of young players they have there. There isn't a whole lot else. I think I've covered pretty much everything. Let's see what's going on here. Canseo. Now there's reports that Lewis O'Brien will go on loan. Uh, Sheffield United and West Brom, the two most interested. Inter Milan apparently interested in Harry Maguire. They must not have seen him play. Amadou Onana is now keen to stay at Everton. We must have had a little, little chat with Sean Dyche. And uh, Dyche explained to him that there would be no leaving. It is weird to me that Everton still haven't announced Dyche. Like, that is odd to me. I don't know if that's... Maybe that's just me who finds it odd. But everybody's known for a couple of days that Dyche is getting the job. And they still haven't announced it. I thought it was bad when... The news broke that they were sacking Lampard and it took them five or six hours to put out a short statement about it. But to still not have appointed Dyche just seems bizarre. You'd wonder if something happened, has something gone wrong? Just all seems... but seems very ever, to be honest. I know many won't understand, but the next chapter awaits. Anthony Gordon has written an emotional farewell letter. I've seen Everton fans react to it, and it hasn't been it hasn't been positive. It hasn't been positive at all. Looks like Anthony Alanga could be on his way out of United on loan. Uh, Romelu Lukaku has been linked with Spurs. Um, I think that's just lazy journalism because obviously he played for Conte at Inter. Uh, Conor Gallagher is a target for Newcastle who also want to sign Piero Hincapié. I would hate to see them get Hincapié because he's excellent. Uh, If you put him at left-back and Botman at left-side centre-back, that is that area of your team locked down for a long time. With the money that they have behind them, those two could be there for a decade. And they're both exceptional. Real Madrid will not be doing any more business in this window, says Carlo Ancelotti. I think that is about all we have for now. Oh, Newcastle have agreed a deal worth, believed to be worth up to three million, for West Ham defender Harrison Ashby. 
that's a bit of a surprise. He's a, a very good young right back. But it's very surprising that West Ham are willing to let him go, especially at that fi- at that figure. That's bizarre. Bizarre carry on from West Ham. Uh, what else do we have here? Simon Stone, I've been told it took one minute for Brighton to reject Arsenal's second bid. Yeah, without consideration. They didn't even think about it. They just said no. Um, McKenny, more Quesado. That'll do there. We'll just do the gossip then, and I think we'll be done for the day. So we'll start with Fridays. Obviously, some of this stuff is, is outdated now, but we'll go through. Malo Gusto's the first one. We don't need to talk about that. Pedro Poro, Anthony Gordon. Uh, Chelsea want to sign Amadou Onana. Uh, Chelsea, Newcastle. Oh, did I read? I, I did this one on Friday. We don't need to redo that one. Let's do, we've got Saturdays and Mondays. Apparently, Sundays doesn't exist. Roma manager Jose Mourinho would be interested in a third spell with Chelsea. He has seen the madness of Bowley and he fancies one massive bag of cash. Real Madrid will not make a move for Declan Rice. Why would they? He's not good enough to play for Real Madrid. Uh, Sheffield United boss Paul Heckenbottom has confirmed that there is interest in Sander Burrish. Manchester United's 20-year-old Dutch, sorry, Swedish forward Anthony Lang is linked to a move with a move to Dutch club PSV Eindhoven. Arsenal have made an improved bid for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Borussia Dortmund director Sebastian Kell said they are yet to receive any approaches for Jude Bellingham. I find that hard to believe. Forrest are interested in Keylor Navas. Arsenal have rejected a £7 million bid for Albert Sambi Lakonga. Gabriel Martinelli has agreed a new contract with Arsenal. Southampton has made a bid for Camaldine Suleiman. I, th- I hope that's where he goes. I really do. Roma and Italy midfielder Nicolo Zaniolo has rejected a move to Bournemouth. That makes sense for him. Marseille have beaten Leeds and Leicester at the signing of Asadine Uanahi. I don't understand this deal at all. Leeds bid £15 million for him earlier in the summer, or early in the window, and it was rejected because the club wanted 25 And now they've sold him for eight. Baffling. Sevilla boss George Sampaoli has spoken publicly of his desire to sign Brian Hill. France forward Usman Dembele wants to extend his contract with Barcelona beyond 2024. So you'll remember he was at a contract in the summer and he signed a new deal there that was basically on a lower wage than he had been on. He did it kind of on a prove yourself deal and now he's in continued to play brilliantly as he has in to his credit he has been brilliant since January 2021 he had a great six months so Barca kept him but was like you know prove this wasn't just for a contract um and he's continued playing like that now whether he's just continued playing like that to get another big contract I don't know 
but the lad's talent is is undeniable. Marco Royce is in talks about extending his deal with Borussia Dortmund, but his agent is talking to other clubs like Manchester United. Bizarre. Uh, Chelsea have reopened talks, friends of Fernandez. Brighton have rejected a second offer for Caicedo. Tottenham have submitted a verbal offer for Piero Hincapier. He he'd be great for them as well. You put him and Romero either side of a three. That's going to be really strong. Nottingham Forest are on the verge of signing John Joe Shelby. Barcelona are keeping tabs on Joe Felix. Inter Milan have lined up Victor Lindelof as a replacement for Milan Skriniar. Tottenham are working on a deal to sign Joe Bellingham. I doubt it. I really do doubt it. Job is talented. He's not a Premier League caliber player at this point in his career. Galatasaray are leading the chase to sign Nat Phillips. Wouldn't imagine it's much of a chase. Everton are keen to bring in a forward as well as Udinese's 27-year-old Brazilian defender, Rodrigo Bacau. I wouldn't imagine he is a Sean Dyche target. Now, he's he's a solid defender. I wouldn't say he's great, but he's solid. He'd be an improvement over some of what they've got. The Toffees have turned down an offer, an offer from PSV to sign Jared Branthwaite on a permit deal. That's a smart thing. Don't sell him. He's good. Sporting are close to a deal for Hector Bellerin to have as a replacement for Poro. See what happens there now. Manchester City will challenge Barcelona for the signing of Girona and Spain under-21 international. Arnau Martinez. I'm just a bit confused by this. Bar- uh, Manchester City own Girona, or the City Football Group do. So I'm not really sure how it would be that City wouldn't sign him. Now, I know he was at Barca before. He, that was kind of where he had his formative years, but he left when he was like 13 or 14. He's been at Girona a good while now. Uh, I would have thought if City want him, that's a fairly easy move for City to make. Especially considering Barca have no money. Sevilla are in talks to sign Brian Hill, uh, Sander Burge, Sasa Lukic. Brighton have completed the signing of Sweden midfielder Yasin Ayeri. No, they haven't. Romano's lying. He said the deal was done. And then he said he has to have a medical and sign his contracts. So it's not completed then. If he hasn't his medical and he hasn't signed his contract, it's not complete a deal. You're just a spoofer. Aston Villa could look for a loan deal before the transfer window because Unai Emery wants to add an experienced striker to his squad following the sale of Danny Ings. Okay. Fair enough. I, I don't know why you wouldn't have just kept Ings if you wanted an experienced striker. Um, we'll leave it there for today, folks. I know it's short, but there's not a whole lot to talk about today. So, um, yeah, take care of yourselves. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.